Maybe you felt chills or goosebumps. Perhaps it's an overwhelmed feeling of something bigger than you or more complex. Whatever the feeling, God put the response in your soul as a reminder of His presence, power, and glory. It's called awe, and He wants to remind us of it every day in many ways. Join us as we discover how God has used His awe to inspire others to follow Him deeper in their lives. So good afternoon and welcome to In Awe by Bruce. And today we have two special guests on that represent a new movie coming out called Pastor's Kid. And you'll be seeing this come out, I think it's next month. And it stars, uh, we're fortunate to have Courtney Vendeco on. And you may remember her from the character Finch in the CW show Legacies. We also have on the award-winning director and cinematographer who really does a great job in this movie of intermixing the honesty and authenticity of the moment with the characters and allowing them to express those however they feel it in that moment. And that's Ben Coppin. And we're grateful to have both of them on to tell us about this story because as one of the Angel Studio Guild members behind The Chosen Sound of Freedom said, this film is one of the most powerful and raw films I've seen. This is the real stuff. I felt every bit of this story, and I amen that. I, I felt that the emotions that uh, Courtney brings to it and the direction by Ben, woof, awesome. So, Ben, Courtney, welcome to In Awe by Bruce. Hi, thanks um, for having us. Thanks for having us on. Well, you know, the first thing I like to start off with is, is take your turn, whichever one, but when I think of being in awe of God, it's it's what it is that motivates me by his amazing power and ability and what he's done in my life to do what I'm doing today. Mm. And so that's why I interview people on it, because I've seen what he's done in my life. What has he done in your life to bring you to the place where you are today? That's one of the things is just, uh, I, I, as a Christian, I've been a Christian almost like uh 30 years at this point, I'm getting seasoned here. But I think the thing for me is that just growing up, you know, I grew up in Midwest Christian culture, conservative mm -hmm. Christian culture, and, um, you know, raised in a Baptist church. And there's pros and cons of like, you're taught depth of the Bible, you're taught the depth of scripture and some of these things, but there can also be levels of judgment and legalism within that as well. Yes. And I think something that uh, just the gospel and the grace of God is honestly what has always like, whenever I felt judgment from the church or judgment from somebody, I've always, that's pushed me to dig deeper into scripture and deeper into who God is um, and how he loves us unconditionally. And yes. that kind of honestly led to like, I worked in ministries with at-risk teens who are cutters, suicidal, drug addicts, things like that. And you would see these life changes in people that would find hope in Christ and find hope in a relationship with God. And God was never afraid to step into the darkness for them. He was never afraid to meet them where they're at. And he was with them all along that journey. And I would constantly be humbled by that. And that's what kind of led for us to tell Pastor's Kid, honestly, in this our kind of raw way that we told this story is I was like, what is a film that someone in that darkness could watch and express and find hope in and yes. know that even with the dark world around them, that God steps into that darkness for them. And I think that's something as Courtney was, was playing this character and digging deep into it, she was really able to find sincerity and how to express some of those moments mm. so in ways that I feel like we honestly haven't seen in faith films before. Mm. I, I agree. So Courtney, how about you? Yeah, I really like this 
discussion of awe. I obviously, you know, what your po whole podcast about is, is just this awe. So I've been, I was thinking about, you know, what, what does that feel like when I mm -hmm. step into that feeling? Yeah. And I actually really like to share a moment when I was prepping the movie, just because I know Ben, you know, this is based on a true story. Um, ben filmed a testimonial of Taylor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was at Mariner's church and where he was working. And I said, well, um, actor homework, maybe I should go visit Mariner's church to give a little context. People, um, not in California. I live in Los Angeles and mm -hmm. Mariner's church is down in OC. It's a little bit of a drive, I mean, yeah. 40 minutes to an hour. So it's running a little late. So I was one of the stragglers coming in Mariner's, Mariner's this big, big church. And they had already started the music and it's a live band and. I was walking up the sidewalk to go in and they started playing and it was so beautiful, the music. And then, and I was like, what's happening? It, I just, it, I got goosebumps and I was like, what, why, what is going on? And then I go in there and there's these lights and there's this beautiful band. They're playing this beautiful song, 1500 people on their feet listening wow arms in the air all for the same thing and it's the, if that's not all <laughs> i don't know what is and yes. it's just something it's irrefutable mm -hmm. that's where it's so, it, so crazy because you didn't even tell me that you were going to the church to visit so i didn't even know she was there <laughs> and so it was just all these things it wasn't until afterwards that she's just like yeah and then didn't you bring didn't you end up bringing Krista, who played your mom in the film, the, too? You brought her second, down, too? Mm-hmm. For the second round of filming, I said, yes. hey, let's go to Mariners. And then she had the same. I mean, I saw her do it. She was like, oh, you know, it was, oh. she was like, oh, this is beautiful. I knew what was happening inside of her because it had happened to me. And so that's just really, you know, just the togetherness and that many people. And then mm -hmm. the people on stage singing. Mm -hmm. beautiful music in the name of jesus christ and it's just you can't yeah you can't just that's yeah the words just irrefutable to say that well and that's where even as we were doing and sorry if i'm if you're cool if i jump around topics a little bit but Ew. that's where even as we were prepping for the film i would constantly be sending courtney songs uh like worship songs or different christian songs and things because i felt like for us what i really wanted to express was you know, there is the religion, there's the organization side of it, right? And I've worked right. in churches before, I've worked in ministries, you know, and there's pros and cons about that. There always is going to be because it's, there's an aspect of business and ministry that are together. And that's, that's the reality of ministry is you have to pay to keep the lights on. You have to pay the salaries of people, but there's also, you're going out to the world doing these amazing things in the name of Jesus. And so there's that, that kind of organization, I would say religion aspect to it, right? I'll, I'll kind of put it in that box a little bit. But then there's also the actual personal relationship that you have with Jesus, the personal relationship that you have with God. And I think what's so beautiful is that art and music and creativity can kind of have this beautifulness where it separates from the organization a little bit and it mm. focuses solely on what is that personal relationship that you have with God? What is that experience that you're feeling? And so that's one of those things that as we were kind of prepping the film and we specifically, I don't wanna to spoil too much, so we'll be careful, but there's a moment at the yeah. end of the movie where there might have been this experience this character has had. And we tried really careful to uh, to not make that scene feel false or mm -hmm. feel hokey. 
um, because this whole movie for like 90 minutes, you have struggled with this girl as God is slowly been ripping open her heart and digging through these things. And my biggest fear was if we get to that end moment, and I get, I'm probably spoiling it as if we get to that moment, that revelation to a certain degree, and it doesn't fit in the world we've set up, then we'll have failed. And so yeah. that was a big thing is as we were filming that scene, um, Courtney and I just kind of like really workshopping and playing with what expresses that this character has maybe experienced something different. What really shows this without it feeling like, um, you know, feeling like a Christian movie or feeling feeling cheesy or feeling like something that doesn't fit in the world that we've, like, we've existed in. I think, yeah, I, I wouldn't say like it is a Christian movie, you know, but it feeling like the old way of doing it, you know, mm -hmm. like, without it feeling like it's agenda and only agenda. Yes. You know I mean, it's yeah. just because really what my favorite kind of movies are all when a movie just is a mirror to what is mm. um then that's when i think there's more of an opportunity for people to to see their themselves in it with that because it takes away the aspect of i'm trying to tell you i'm trying to get you to to right because right. you know, i honestly think you know most people can smell that and that's why <laughs> um why i think so, a lot of movies just fall to the wayside and they fall false or people pause it and move away from it. It's like, ah, you know, and they're trying to, you know, do something to me or something, you know, but, um, but yeah, I think that's what was so beautiful, Ben, about what you, from the beginning, you were just, I want to do something different. I want to do, you know, these, 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 this genre of movie, um, can have a bigger, wider impact than it is currently having. And it's mm -hmm. this, this, this. Well, I think, you know, one of the things that does it for me with, with both of you, and, that, and that's what I love about interviewing people who've done this, is you both show a sensitivity, mm. right, to what is needed out there, how to present things in a way that can bring it home. Mm. And, and that's what's missing, I think, Courtney, is that instead it becomes formulaic rather than intuitive. Mm -hmm. And something that really touches hearts because it's like giving a speech. If you don't give a talk that touches somebody's heart and really hits them home and catches them right off the bat, it's like your house. You know, houses, most houses sell because they have good curb appeal. If you don't have a curb appeal and have people walk through the door, you know, ah, they're going to drop it. They're going to forget about it. It's not going to, but, but that's what I like about it. You guys have what you talked about, Ben, standing in grace mm -hmm. is really what that movie expressed to me tearing down the boundaries between different things and recovery and redemption. So that was, that was great. Well, and I feel like in our culture, we're seeing this huge deconstruction movement. We see mm. through social media and everyone is talking about this idea of deconstruction. And yes. I think what's really crazy is I think we're now getting to this point where a lot of people have deconstructed and now they're opening themselves up to spirituality again. You're seeing in this younger generation as they're saying there's more than just what I'm seeing, yes. you know, physically. And so I think that's where we have such an opportunity to step into that gap of saying yeah. like, you know, you may have deconstructed through, um, you know, legalistic religion, things that you were raised with, but don't just throw the baby out with the bathwater. You, as you're opening yourself up to spirituality again, in my own life, I've dug more into scripture and I've sat here and said, is the thing that's being taught by this person actually biblical or is this a cultural thing? that's mm -hmm. been pushed upon me. And yeah. and often, and I'm not saying, you know, that I'm not trying to, to rag on the church anyway, but a lot of times that there are a lot of cultural things that are pushed on us. And that's where, if we can kind of stand in that gap of being like, hey, 
it's okay to start exploring these things again and explore Jesus again and explore a relationship with God again and kind of staying in that gap a little bit. I hope that's what our film can kind of open those questions for is just because you were burnt by the church doesn't mean you need to throw the baby out with the bathwater. Yes. And on the flip side, I would say if you've been a Christian long enough, you've been burnt by a church in some way, you know, or, and, and so we can all yes. relate to that, whether you're a Christian or not a Christian, you know, it's mm-hmm. like. So true. So, so let's step over just a little bit because I hope people are hearing how authentic and, and how this is a, a great crossover really movie, in my opinion. Christian, non-Christian to watch. Are you getting pushback from it being a possible R-rated movie or it is already rated R? I'm not sure which. Yep, we got the rating. So yeah, we have our R rating. It's gone out that it's R-rated. But we've gotten a handful of pushback uh, on, and the biggest thing is the language. You know, that's the one where people have a really hard time with that. And I understand that. And something in the comments, uh, I try, and it's been crazy because we've gotten just a handful of comments and I'll go back and forth with people and yeah. not in a in a mean way, but in a respectful way. In every single comment, after I kind of talk them through it a little bit, they'll mm-hmm. go, "Oh, I get it now. Like I'll be praying for your movie and that it does well." And so it's been really cool that I think that, and, and that's where hopefully these conversations can show that our goal was not to like make an edgy Christian movie or try to push the boundaries right. with like an R-rated Christian movie. The goal was to simply tell one person's journey of faith mm-hmm. in the most authentic way possible. To show the power of God stepping into this person's life. And and by making it authentic, I think that's what makes it be able to bridge that gap where anybody can go and watch this film and say, oh, this seems real. This seems like a real world. And it doesn't seem like we've sanitized it or or tried yeah. to make it cleaner than how it really was. Yes. So I've honestly been very impressed that the bulk of people have come to our defense. The bulk mm-hmm. of Christians have even come to our defense. And a lot of people cite the Pastor of the Christ. They're like, the Passion of the Christ was R-rated, so yeah. you know, why can't these guys make an R-rated Christian movie? And so mm-hmm. it's been, I, I would say that though we've had a handful, it has been overwhelmingly positive with people Good. being supportive of us trying something different. And on that pushback, I actually like it. I think it's a, a good thing. I think it's yeah. a sign that if you set out to do something different in a truly provocative way, you yeah. know, not not one that's just shock, shock value, one that's designed right. to start a conversation. And then I said this to Ben, I said, at the very least, if this movie opens conversation, mm. I think it's a success. And so, and when you want to do something different, you want to change the way things have been done, um, you are going to push some boundaries, you know, you're going to push people into some discomfort. And what I love, Ben, is that you know, rather than push back, it's just we are open and, you know, stand in grace and say, hey, yes, this is uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. we're trying to do something different. You know, we're trying to get out of our comfort zones and say, hey, like, we don't want to do these movies this way anymore. Um, we want to we want to do them truthfully. And there's a way to do it that honors everybody involved, that honors all voices. I invite it. And I think what's crazy is I heard this as we've been kind of ticking around is that everybody has an R-rated story, whether they like it or not. Oh, yeah. Everybody has experienced darkness in some way. Everyone's heard potty words. Everyone has, you know, it's like we've all, we all have an R-rated story to a certain degree and not that we want to exploit that or yeah. put it in people's faces too much, but it, to, to deny that we, we all have R-rated stories is to deny the power of what God steps into for us. 
And so that's where, for me, working in a church for a few years, I filmed over 200 testimonies. And you're filming these testimonies of real life people, and you're like, that's a beautiful R-rated story, and that's a beautiful R-rated story, and that one could win an Oscar if it's done in a real way, and that one could win an Oscar if it's done in a real way. But there's been this, um, I think, the faith world and the family world have been kind of paired together so much that there yeah. is not too much separation. Everything that's faith needs to also be family. Right. And, and I'm not saying that shouldn't exist or that can't be the norm, but I think what we're doing with this film is just saying, well, can there also be another opportunity for us to tell real stories in a more raw way that doesn't fit into that faith and family box, if that makes sense? No, that makes sense because yeah. for me, I'm, I'm looking at what would attract somebody who's been through situations like this or can see him and if they don't have a realness to him i can hardly imagine that jesus when he was going into the different places to to you know reach out to people these words and stuff weren't flying around and people weren't having Instead, he reached out to Grace to explain and help them understand what true love is. Right. And I doubt he said, you need to be perfect and then I love you. I, I, yeah, right. I, I, uh, yeah. I love you now. Yes. You are. Oh, gosh, there was something. Oh, come back to me. Uh, there was something I wanted to say. Okay. <laughs> Tell me, when you guys say uh, art house Christian film, is that what we're talking about here? Or, or could you... That's kind of the phrase that we've heard kind of thrown around, honestly, is that idea of trying to kind of categorize in our own little, you know, everyone needs kind of a box they fit in or, or a genre that yeah. they're put in. And so just trying to honestly express to Christians, like when you step into this movie, don't expect a fireproof or don't expect, you know, something mm -hmm. like that. This is a little bit different. It's different in the pacing of the film or a film where it's, like I said, an everyday you know, or a day in the life of film where we're just kind of following a character around a little bit. With the R rating, we're trying to make that very clear up front to people because honestly, my biggest fear would be is like if a little church lady would walk into our movie and these things pop up and she'd be offended. It's like, I'd rather have her know up front. And if this isn't a film yeah. for her, like yeah. don't feel like you need to come to it. If it's too out there for you, I want you to know <laughs> that up front. Mm -hmm. um, even a part of the art houseness is we have some abstract elements with how we express there is a lamb in the film that expresses some things. Gosh. There is like an imaginary, maybe Jesus character in it in a couple of scenes. So. Can I play him in the next one? There you go. Yes, yes, there you go. That was yours. So, you know, we're kind of playing. That's where we just want people to walk into it understanding we're doing something different. And so just be prepared yes. for something a little different. And what we found is people that go into the film with that mentality really love the film. People mm -hmm. that go into it expecting like a, a Kendrick Brothers movie or something like that, they're right. the ones that kind of walk away being a little more frustrated. So that's where it's like ahead of time, I want to just make it clear this is what the film is. Yeah, so. and Art House definitely just generally defined as, you know, rather than go for a wide release, wide audience, it's more geared toward a niche, a niche audience with more um, an artistic goal. And then touching on that day in the life, you know, we had this conversation about it's actually quite imperative to see a character like this just sort of exist in their world and it's align with you know that phrase uh you don't know what somebody's going through and mm -hmm. so uh, and then we it's so funny i totally forgot that this was a choice that i made when when i was breaking down the script that you see her go through her life with her friends and pretending everything's okay and we need mm -hmm. to see her do that so for when the moment she's alone 
and then right. I rem- and then I completely forgot that I made this choice. I was just like, this character does not get emotional around people. You only ever see her cry or get emotional or anything like that when she's by herself. And then I remember making that choice, which is highlight that, you know, that's what we do. Mm-hmm. I do this by myself. I don't want to give this to anybody. I'm just going to deal with it. And I don't, yeah, I don't want to show it to anybody. I'm just going to live my life and pretend it's not there and right can and you know i thought that that was just an imperative thing we need to see her do that <laughs> it's like it's like the yeah put your hand, hand over your face and you look fine and you're okay and then all of a sudden boom yeah it's fine. even funny oh I'm sorry go ahead courtney if you're chatting no, go ahead. i was just gonna say we were even chatting about this earlier is that like i didn't i didn't fully understand that honestly i didn't realize that that's what she was doing as the character and now that she's mentioned that watching over the film recently it's like a pressure cooker. As you as you're watching this film, you're seeing this pressure build up in her until mm-hmm. you get to this end moment where she has to make a decision of some kind. Is is she's like, you know, am I going to double down with who I've been, or is there another route to take? And yeah. ultimately, we leave some questions for the audience to make a decision on. But I didn't realize that with Courtney kind of holding those emotions in and hiding them from her friends until it kind of reaches a breaking point. I feel like it, it clicked a little bit more watching it this time. I was like, oh crap she's she did that the whole time that's amazing so it's like somebody told me recently uh look at all the stories that jesus told how he would tell stories and stuff but he'd leave blanks in there right for you to fill in Mm -hmm. it was your job to think about and that's what i got from your film was went through it and there were these blanks that i had to okay put a bridge here and, and figure out okay how am i gonna follow through on that in my head. What's that mean to me? Mm-hmm. How can I use that to help somebody else, whatever it might be? Even one of our reviewers who watched it, he talked about how, um, oh, what was it? Was it, oh, the flashbacks, how we kind of pepper these flashbacks throughout the movie is you see yeah. the mom kind of as this alcoholic and as this kind of mm-hmm. negligent parent in a, in a lot of ways. And he was like watching it with his wife and turned to his wife and he's like, how on earth does this mom become a Christian and end up working at a church. You know what I mean? And then 10 minutes later, he's like, I got it. It like hit, it, it showed it to me. And he's like, but you didn't just like throw this stuff at us yeah. right out of the bat because you had to be with this girl. Right. Kind of this trauma so that as she becomes an adult, I always share the story of like, she was waking her drunk, passed out mom, waking her up for work and to take her to school as mm-hmm. a kid. And then as a teenager, she's not allowed to go out past eight o'clock at night. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. And, and just that that's that hypocrisy that we kind of feel that I don't even know if it was fully intentional by the mom. She's trying to step up and be a better mother. But without mm-hmm. expressing and discussing that pain that's underneath, that's when it starts to feel hypocritical and it starts yeah. to be like, you know, you start to hide these things away. So yeah. Oh yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Touching mm-hmm. on that that R-rated. Back to what I said about these my these movies that they all they are is a picture of just what is. And then you mentioned something, Ben, about like the glorification of it. And I don't I mean, I have my opinion about this, but you know, I had this question, you know, is a picture of something a glorification of it? I don't mm. I don't know. I hope not. Um, I don't think so. But what I hear all the time are these stories of these born again Christians who, you know, they've either weren't born into it or they find God after making so many, you know, mistakes and going down this wrong path, but then, you know, something's shown to them and they choose something. And then to erase something like that and to not talk about, hey, this was my world, like how, like how then do we honor that incredible journey mm-hmm. that we've taken? 
in incorporating and like, hey, this is like whoever these people are, who I am today, it includes everything I've been through. Mm -hmm. and and then how then do we honor it and so that's that i just wanted to contribute that to that no, i love discussion that on why it's our rate of it's just it, it just is it's well and like, what's been crazy too is like i would have expected our film to kind of be accepted more by the younger generation or even trying to you know bridge that gap to general audiences but we had someone show it to their older 60 year old conservative small group you know 40 to 60 year old small group conservative midwest small group and, you know, we let them know ahead of time, like, hey, this is our rated. This is why we have the language in it, you know, yeah. tried to make that clear. And they were willing to watch it and fill out review cards for us. And what was crazy to see was we got rated very high by these conservative women. And what got wow. me, man, is and I kind of get a little touched up by it, is that all of these women have stories. All of mm -hmm. these women have passed. Yes. And just because they're in their small group now and yeah. they've been in that small group for a while. And and a lot of them, what they were saying was it was making it feel like they could open up about their own experiences and what they had been through. Yeah. Wow. Um, but they hadn't felt like they could do that because we hide these things. You know, we try to sanitize it a little bit. Yeah. And that's what so is like someone was like in college, I knew a a Sarah, you know, who's a crazy partier in the film, or I, you know, I had I knew this person at this time. And so I, that's another one of my hopes is that if you are willing to step into this film and even be uncomfortable with some of the content, don't allow, I guess, Satan to use that to keep you from stepping in and, and hiding your story away, but see it as an invitation to come in and experience something and sit here and say, man, if God can save this person and use this story to reach people, then why am I not sharing what he's mm -hmm. done in my life and not be afraid to share that story. So it's one of those things I wouldn't have expected that to be our audience. You know what I mean? But yeah, when they come into it open-minded, it was very powerful to hear those stories come out of that. So, Oh, that's great. So if you want to summarize if, because that was a pretty good summary, anything else you want to add on to who you think this might impact or surprises on people that it's impact or any other goals that you have? Yeah, the movie hits theaters March 15th is the day that we, we kind of have that weekend. It'll be nationwide and select theaters. And so we're really pushing for people to show up to, to theaters that first weekend, because if that first weekend is a success, they extend us and we get more theaters and more show times and more cities. And so we're kind of pushing everyone for that weekend. But I honestly hope everyone comes and checks out. Whoever feels comfortable coming to an R-rated movie that has this tone, if you can mm -hmm. come and show up and just have an open mind, to see a faith film told in a different way and then talk about it afterwards. Jokingly, I said, uh, the little old church lady can bring their heathen college students to this movie and watch it together and then go get food afterwards and have a conversation about it. And there's this beautiful discussion they can have about these things. And so I really truly feel like the film can be powerful for anyone who, who's willing to step in and watch it. Courtney, anything? Yeah, I mean, and then I just hope we're not the only ones that ever make a movie like this. <laughs> it could be a precursor to yeah. a film revolution. You know, I hope if there's other filmmakers out there that have other stories have are inspired, like, hey, we can contribute to this genre in this way as oh, yeah. well. You know, that would be, you know, if there was that, I would be just in awe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, and then we'd all be happy. Yeah, there you go. Right. Yeah. Do you have um, another one on the burner in the back somewhere that you're thinking about could fit this or not? I mean, yeah, we're we're talking about a few projects. So, yeah, Ben and okay. I, were, you know, we just had this conversation. I revere Ben as a director, um, and the way he, you know, we talk about my performance and all, but a big factor 
and doing it was the environment that Ben set up for me to be free to, mm -hmm. do, to do what I can do. You know, he, yeah. he can do it. He does what he does and I can do what I do. And then I just felt so much permission <clears throat> just to just to grab the reins and just say, hey, like, OK, I'm going to I'm going to do this role. I'm going to really do it then. <laughs> that is great. I felt so supported and. And so I want to do that again. So Ben and I are, we are, yeah, we're after Pastor's Kid wraps up, you know, we uh, do this theatrical release and yeah, I think there's another one. Yeah. Bandico yeah. Coppin. There you go. Coming. Well, dude, and I hope too, like you were even saying, if this film is successful, and this is one of the big reasons I've pushed is because I've had young Christian filmmakers call me up or we have discussions and they all go. I want to tell stories in this raw way, but I'm just worried no one's going to show up or I'm yeah. worried that I'm going to get chastised for it. And mm. so they just don't do it. They just go and do commercial work or they do something else because we've built this box around what is allowed in this genre. And that's yeah. where I'm kind of like, I think both things can exist is you can have the PG PG 13 faith films that are more inspirational and family friendly. Mm -hmm. And I think we can be open to what are more art house, darker, realistic stories that we can tell mm -hmm. in an authentic way. And that can be something that can exist as well. And I hopefully give these young filmmakers and craves a freedom to tell those stories. Yeah, mm -hmm. I don't think that there's a big facet of the Christian community that's hungry for it. Mm -hmm. um, oh. Sort of. Tired, you know, not, yeah, no, maybe, yeah, maybe the word is tired, tired of the old thing. They don't feel represented by the old thing. Mm -hmm. and now we are offering, like, hey, we're like you, you know, you're not, you yeah. Know, so I was talking to my son who's uh, getting his doctorate in philosophy, and I was telling him about the film, and you know, we were talking then about if you ever look at Paul's writing, mm. you know, Paul tells us not to use coarse jesting or anything, but Paul has no problem saying Paul basically. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's being thrown and that's like being in the dung pile or, you know, I wish those guys they're pushing for circumcision. I wish they'd just go ahead and cut the whole thing off. Right. Right, right. I mean, that's what he says in the Greek. It's about as, see, he didn't even know. Right. Uh, yeah. uh, he's, he's brutally honest and straightforward and that could be considered crass. And yet he's making a point. Well, and the thing I've been trying to tell people to people that have issues with the language of someone was even like, it goes against God's law or it goes against something, you know, they'll, they'll use these words. Yeah. And I was like, that's the whole point of why it's in the movie is it's meant to show that right. these people are living this life and there's emptiness within yes. some of the things they're doing. It's not that we're sitting here saying, oh yeah, everybody just go, you know, be cussing at each other and using <laughs> these things or go do drugs or do that, that. Sometimes like you're even saying, Courtney, you have to put a mirror to it. Or, or I think there can be cautionary tales that you know where it's like don't act this way because it's going to lead down this road you know what yes. i mean or or use the stories of cautionary tale to say i don't need to get into drug dealing and i don't need to get into this stuff you know and so that's where it's hard as if i think christians can come in and sit here and say we're not trying to say this content is the right thing to do we're trying to sit here and say this is where god stepped in to meet this girl if that makes sense so it makes sense because one time i was in a church meeting of about 50 60 people and it turned to talking about sin and people were, oh, yeah, this was horrible and that was horrible. And I, I had my head up and I said, I know this is probably going to cause problems, but actually some of that sin was pretty darn fun. Right. The consequences, right. though, maybe weren't good. Mm -hmm. But at the moment, it feels like, hey, this is pretty good. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what sucks us all in. And then you think, well, I need to have more of that fun, so I need to do more of it or different right. versions of it. And then you find out how empty that is. And if, if we aren't honest with that, then I think it's hard for people to relate to.
yeah, a Christian so. life because, okay, well, you're good enough to be a Christian. So no, no, that's not what Jesus said. He no. went after the people that weren't, you know, to show them that they needed and they had something different available. No, that's really beautiful that you just said that just because I find it, you know, not only okay to depict and talk about when you're talking about that, all that fun, that sin and stuff, yeah. I think it's imperative to talk about it, depict it in a real way and all the aspects and all the feelings that surround it. Just because I find like what's so beautiful about Christianity and this belief system yeah. empowers people with so much bravery um, and so much grace that they can go out through the world and do these beautiful things. But how can they go out in the world if they're not seeing it? If they're right. not really yeah. seeing what's yeah. actually reality of it and i think the christian community is ready i think they're brave enough and i just think you know that it's, it's time because how can you feel called to go out and change something if you mm -hmm. don't know what's there because you don't know what you don't know right right um, right so just so there's just so much opportunity in something like this rather than shying away from the truth it's like if you see the truth if you see what's that what's happening mm -hmm. and then you feel called upon gosh what's possible oh you know, and courtney i i can't help but think of the verse that using i'm rephrasing his words but when jesus said he who's been forgiven much loves much mm, yeah right so if, if i don't want to recognize or look at all the things that i've done and go you know what lord thank you look at all this stuff that's what empowers me to love people more and love them for who they are so you have, and this is where it's so funny. Thankfully, I think the Christian culture is getting away from this to a certain degree. I think we are stepping more into authenticity. But, mm -hmm. you know, I, I have known many Christians who had rough stories and then they get saved and they get clean. And then all of a sudden they're judging the same people that they were back right. in the day. And you're over here right. just like, bro, you got to like have humility of like, <laughs> I was there once. I was doing those things. And so I need to have love and compassion. So true. People who are doing the things that I were doing, but we so quickly forget, you know, yeah. what I mean? like who yeah. we were and the things yeah. and the things that we are still now, the things that we struggle, you know, with now. You know, and I, I struggle with the same things, you know, the shame about who I used to be and the things I've oh. done. But, you know, I think we all struggle with that. But if the more we just help each other say, hey, there's nothing to be ashamed of. We mm -hmm. all make mistakes. We, we all have these stories. Mm -hmm. um, I just think, like I said, so much is possible from that point. Yeah. Anything else before we end that you get, either of you want to say about the movie or yourselves or what you're doing? Wow. Uh, Is it okay yeah. to like just plug the movie and like, yeah, like plug the movie and things like that and just say, yeah, we're, we just went up, Pastor's Kid just went up on Fandango. It has been a journey to get the movie up there. And I'm very excited if you go to Fandango on your app or online and type in Pastor's Kid, the film is up there. Uh, we do not know our screenings yet and what theaters we're in, but it, I think you can get notified, sign up and get notified. So the film comes out March 15th. We'd love it if you guys would show up and support it and, you know, continue to kind of push the boundaries of what Christian films can be. I think we're seeing like with shows like The Chosen and movies like Jesus Revolution and even Father Stew that came out, I believe, last year. It's mm -hmm. like the boundaries of what Christian media are is starting to expand. Hillary and, uh, just starred in one. There you go. Winning actress. Yes, yes. Hillary. So I think it came out this weekend. It was Ordinary Angels. Yeah. 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 I so, saw, I read about that. I haven't seen it yet. But yeah, I'm just very excited that 
it's like like you said, Courtney, the revolution of the faith film genre is happening. And mm -hmm. so we hope that we're kind of the next step in that. Yeah. And I mean, if anybody just wants to come hang out with me on the internet, my Instagram is bandicoot. Uh, it's just my last name with another O-T, B-A-N-D-E-K-O-O-T. And I'll see you on the internet. <laughs> there you go. Bandicoot. I love that. All right. Well, God bless you both. Thank you for the work that you did for this. Thank you for putting it out and, and challenging those barriers to help us expand that view and also, I think, reach people that need to see something like this and that Christians have a life like that, that you can be redeemed from, that it's out there and there's an option. Awesome. Yeah, thank you for everything and uh, we'll talk to you soon and good luck for everything. God bless, we'll be praying for it. Thank you so much, man, I appreciate it. Bye, Bandicoot. Bye. <laughs>